Hello guys, and welcome back to another episode of Make Your Own Destiny podcast, the podcast that empowers you to shape your future. Today, it's all about investing. Today, we're going to talk about, we always talk about making money, but then what happens after you make your money? Where does it go? Some people make money and lose money. Stay tuned till the end to find out that there's a story I'll tell you guys about someone who made a lot of money, but right now is on the streets hustling. Now, you could say that's a good thing because they're hustling, but not really because they made a lot of money, but they didn't know what to do with it. Someone makes a lot of money, tomorrow they wake up, they just make ridiculous decisions. But when you make a lot of money, you have to know how to double your money. That's why the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor. It's bad to say it, but it's the truth. Now, behind the cameras, Musa was telling a little story that I want him to share with the audience. It's quite funny. What are you saying about the rabbits? So, you know, investing is the only way that you can make your money work for you. So there are two things. Either you work for money, like you trade your time to get money, or you put down your money for your money to make you more money. So today we're going to talk about investing, but let me just put a disclaimer here that what we are sharing here today is just our personal experience and the experiences of the guests that we have but should not be considered as investment or financial advice if you want financial advice or investing advice you just have to contact your financial advisor and one of the most important things that i want to share here you know investing is not just about money putting money actually one of the best investments that you can make in your life is investing in yourself you know there's no investment that pays a higher return than you investing in yourself. I mean, investing in your knowledge by listening to MOD podcast, yeah. watching our videos. Second thing, investing in your health by eating well, doing exercise, minding your mental health. There are a lot of different investments that you can make. Some people invest in watches, some people invest in cars. As long as it gives you return, then it can be a good investment for you. So let's dive in into another episode of Make Your Own Destiny podcast. As always, like this video and smash that subscribe button. And yeah, we have our guest here today, our brother, Breva. Breva, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I remember you said the statement of investing is like a magic trick where you have a heart and you put in two rabbits. And at the end of the day, they come out three. Yeah, but yeah, you forgot yeah. the part where it comes out one. Okay. So investing is risky, as you said, but it's also very beneficial. Uh, thank you for having me in the podcast. Happy to be around and share, you know, my experiences in investing. Yeah, let's let's bring it on. So for people who don't know you, who is Breva? All right. So Breva is a hustler. He's a guy who loves investing and a guy who is not shy from risk that's what i would say yeah in a nutshell musa would you say you're shy from risking your money into something i'm never shy of risking my money in anything and actually i'm a very big risk taker but don't get me wrong i always take calculated risks and whenever i risk something i risk what i can afford to lose I don't risk money for food, you know. 
Mm-hmm. So whatever I think I can afford to lose, I risk it. And before I invest in anything, I always do my research. You know, I never invest in anything that I don't understand. Yeah. Most of the time I win, sometimes I lose. But it's life. It's all about wins and losses. So accumulate of progress. Yeah. yeah. So guys, as you can see today, this, we're in a new setup. We're actually at Brevers office. Congratulations for opening your new office. Thank you, bro. And the place we're at is called Black Concept Group. But I don't want to be the one talking about Black Concept Group. Now, Brevo, what? give us an overview of Black Concept Group. What does it deal with and what does it do? All right, so Black Concept Group is an investment advisory firm. We deal with uh, providing education. The Tanzanian market has a huge problem of information gap. So that's where Black Concept was built or born. The information gap is way very, very, very serious in a in context is the amount of people who put money in the bank and the amount of people who put money in their bedrooms or at home. The ratio is a little bit not cor- corresponding. So we saw the gap and uh, we thought, hey, why if we have the capacity and we have the, the ability to provide such information to people, why not provide it in a more legitimate manner and uh, in a more institutionalized basis? So that is where Black Concept grew from. And uh, we are happy that we're growing very well and uh, we have other products that are in the pipeline, services like portfolio management, which is simply subject to approval from capital markets and BOT. So these are things that will be coming, you know, as we develop as a, as a company talked about people putting money in their houses or people putting money in banks. Actually, I've never seen a stupid decision more than someone putting money in the bank or putting money at home, thinking that they're saving the money or protecting their money. People don't know that if you actually put money in the bank, in one year, you're actually losing the money. You business. think you're saving it, but you're losing it because there are a lot of factors, you know. Like yeah, yeah Something like that can happen. So what advice do you have for people who love saving more than investing? All right. So you need to know in the in the finance industry, there, there are core functions that someone is has to know. And uh, these functions are investment chain, you know, payment systems and the capabilities of money moving from one hand to another. So... When we talk about investment chains, we're talking about bringing, linking together savers and borrowers. And when you come to look at it in a large scale, the borrowers are the ones who are benefiting more than the savers. So in advice, for a person who is saving, you're simply saving, saving for, your, for your down pit. Because at the end of the day, money is used or money is created to exchange hands. Hence the reason why investing was there, because investing simply looks at the long-term impact. Yes, we do have short-term investment uh, avenues, but investing looks more on the long-term impact, which now this favors more people who love to save. Yes, so I would advise a person who is saving, look for investments that uh, have long-term impacts, investments that, you know, negate you from taking your money and use it in another activity. Just simply save it in an investment. I mean, when we talk about Breva in Tanzania, Breva is basically known as one of the best forex traders in the country. So 
you moved from being a personal trader to opening Black Horse Group. What motivated you to do this? All right, we, we're going back to the same uh, issue of information gap. So I started back in 2016 and I was in, I remember I was in my first year, going, going to my second year in university, where now I started to know about investing. Now investing, yes, there are different asset classes, but back in the day, the only asset class that I could easily assess was uh, currency trading or famously known as Forex trading. Yes, so with that, I started doing uh, Forex trading for quite some time. And from there, I started posting it, not because I want to boost that I'm trading for the love of it, you know. So at the end of the day, I started receiving all this traffic, people asking me, what are you doing? What is this? What are these candlesticks? What are these charts? Or what are you playing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm playing Forex. <laughs> yes. What, what game are you playing? <laughs> so at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I have all this attention that people really want to study about this. And uh, it's actually something that can reap you some returns. Why not teach people how to do it properly in a more a professional manner in a manner that would help someone make sense to do this instead of focusing on you know businesses that really carry more risk than investing so Musa, you said that you like taking calculated risks yep and you only risk what you can afford to lose right yep so do you do this all by yourself do you do your own research or do you have a financial advisor and for the expert that we have here how important do you think to have a financial advisor personally uh, i prefer having a financial advisor at first but also i don't trust a financial advisor blindly you know i also have to do my own research i also have to think and use my own mind but mm -hmm. having a financial advisor is very important because someone who is certified someone who has more experience than you and most of the time it's good to have financial advisor on something that you don't understand because you know the best way to learn is either to learn from your own mistake but learning from other people's mistakes is much better than learning from your own mistakes because it saves you a lot of losses that you could have gotten on the way so for me personally it's more important to have a financial advisor i don't know how about forever here yeah just to stress on that and eh, the issue of losses so a lot of people shy away from finding a financial advisor same as me you know when i was starting trading i was like i can do this thing on my own so i went on youtube found all these videos expecting that i'll be a millionaire by tomorrow but i ended up losing a lot of money because because of the fact that you know we're in, we're in tanzania and the mindset that uh, is there in the tanzanian market or tanzanian people is paying for even a netflix account is a hassle but it's only six thousand per month or paying for um spotify it's a hassle but it's six thousand a month so you can imagine back in the day looking for a financial advisor that I'm ready to pay and study forex trading or currency trading. That was a, was some sort of a foreign concept for me. But at the end of the day, I lost a lot more than what I could have paid for. I would advise someone to opt for a financial advisor. As you said, Musam, you need to not only go and trust a financial advisor blindly, hence the reason why investment a bugs have all these options where someone who has high risk tolerance can go and opt for a certain investment scheme someone who has a low risk tolerance so you need to understand yourself as a person are you a person who has low risk tolerance or high risk tolerance 
and all that will come from a financial advisor. A financial advisor would help you move around those mazes of you trying to understand is this what kind of person are you and what kind of investment would suit your needs. There's a fact that I heard that 90% of people who engage in forex trading lose their money and it takes time to build those skills more than five years but most people that I've seen they call like forex scam but if you look at it you'll find like someone invested hundred dollars today and they were expecting to have ten thousand dollars by the end of the month and if they don't have that they call it a scam probably because they don't understand it or whatsoever I want to know when you started trading how long did it take you to start profiting I know you got a lot of losses please just share with us some of your losses and your wins so uh, I I've got two concepts from there the issue of uh, 90% of traders losing all or most of their money within the first 90 days and the issue of you know how I lost so for me I have six years of experience and within those six years I would say typically within three years of that I really didn't understand what I was doing three years wow. yes <laughs> so I thought I thought I knew what I was doing but I really didn't didn't understand what I was doing but remember that I was still in the market consecutively not caring about the returns that I'm making just focusing on I know if I get the skill right I'll be set for life so that was what I was focusing on and that's why I took those I took so long because I didn't take fin a financial advice also so that was a huge mistake I did now going back to the issue of 90% uh, of traders losing in their first 90 days I, I don't want to go deep into the technical aspect but the the reason to with my experience with uh, providing knowledge to a lot of people is the issue of economic cycles so in a typical investment market or financial market there is an issue of economic cycles the, the market doesn't move you know always trending to the upside the market moves up and down sort of in any business right it's like tourism here in Tanzania there is high season there is uh, low season there is peak season but it doesn't mean that most of the people that open the tour companies in a low season would they would definitely lose most of their capital but it doesn't mean you need to stop trading I mean you need to stop the the, the business the same thing in trading a lot of people don't understand the the thing that there is an involvement of economic cycles you need to understand these economic cycles and surprisingly enough most economic cycles happen in a quarter so most people tend to go in those, into these mentorships where they learn about uh, trading within two weeks so not knowing that within those two weeks they're learning in a certain economic cycle when now the economic cycle changes these guys start making losses consecutively not knowing that you don't really need to change the strategy you just need to change your approach to that you know so that is the main reason on my view that causes a lot of people to lose money so all that drives back to the issue of uh, resilience yeah. you just if you're trading if you're in investment just make sure you survive the next day life in general what do you think about someone not being resilient someone who's scared someone who's so weak-minded what advice do you have for such a person i mean at the end of the day we're all going to die so <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Why not be resilient? Yeah. Right? Why not be resilient? You've already tried not being resilient. So why not try being resilient? True. So you have been talking about two concepts: trading and investing. You know, most people don't understand the difference of the two between trading and investing. Can you please elaborate what's trading and what's investing? All right, investing simply means you taking your money and placing it in a fund if not a fund in a company that these companies are known as money managers okay or fund management companies or hedge funds so that is you investing leaving it there and, and waiting for it to multiply but in trading you're doing you're actively in the market you're actively participating in the market putting in these buy orders selling orders closing trades and all that so that's trading so in layman terms you can say trading is very short term and investing is actually long term mindset yes so you know with the with the development of markets with the development of uh, technology investing can also be short term these days yeah but back in the day investing was only meant for long term achievements so if you look at um Adidas strategic plan. Three years ago, Adidas strategic plan was, you know, looking for five five years, you know, the, them sitting down projecting five years plans. But recently, they are projecting three years plans because of the change of consumer behavior, change of a lot of, uh, you know, economies and all these forces that are affecting the market. So that sort of mindset of or regime has affected all other industries, including the finance industry. So investing nowadays can be short term, it can be long term. Oh, yeah. You know, actually the biggest takeaway that I've taken here is first, you need to learn, you need to have knowledge, and also you need to have guidance, which means you need to involve an investment or a financial advisor. I actually remember my brother here, Monty, he actually lost a lot of money is just fifty dollars by the way <laughs> and he invested it in dogecoin you know and he thought it's gonna turn to a million in one month <laughs> financial advice you know, advice <laughs> correct anyways mm. it was crazy you're talking about yeah, yeah. the obviously portfolio managing and everything from your experience do you think there's more returns abroad or in Tanzania and what what's the difference and why what could Tanzania do eventually that yeah well okay I, I we can't move away from the fact that yes there's more returns abroad more than here in Tanzania but uh, you need to put in the fact that the Tanzanian market is still developing you know no baby wakes up and starts running so the Tanzanian market is still developing and we're, we're glad that Capital market also, you know, open their capital accounts to allow a local investor, a Tanzanian investor, to participate in East African markets or the Sadiq market. So this is all governed by a body called the ASRA. Now, yes, there's potential returns more outside of Tanzania, given the fact that the investment products that are in Tanzania were only limited to equities and bonds, which is in Swahili's Hati uh, Fungani. Nah, stocks, eh? Bonds. Bonds. Bonds and stocks. Hisa. Hatifungani na Hisa, sorry. Yeah. Yes. So, 
outside there are all these other investment avenues that people can dance around with their capital you know mobilize their capital to to achieve higher returns than what is being provided here you know when we talk about inflation proof returns there are companies uh, like you know standard investment bank in kenya providing good returns there are companies in nigeria providing good returns because the capital markets are a little bit advanced more than than our, our market here because i believe they also started a little bit earlier than okay. here in tanzania so currently here in tanzania what would you say are the five investment vehicles that someone can do because talking about tanzania and abroad i've seen people abroad invest in literally anything like i've seen people investing as i said before to invest in watches people invest in art people invest in gold people invest in real estate stocks bonds like there are a lot of investment tools that people can invest but here in tanzania what do you think are some of the top five investments that someone can look to in order to get their return okay so the tanzanian market is very limited as i said uh we only have equities excuse me equities and bonds the good thing is bonds can be divided into government bonds or corporate bonds. In other words, all these are known as debt securities. So the, the government bonds, they provide good returns, but they are way secure. The market is developing and right now we have all these corporate bonds that are out. Corporate bonds are bonds that are issued by companies like crdb has its own corporate bond nmb has its own corporate bond and i believe there is another company that launched its corporate bond uh, yesterday i don't want to mention that that i'm not very well assured of. so these are the only avenues that we have here in tanzania when you talk about investing and just to add on, on the question that you asked the problem of these avenues or sort of the limitation that we have in these avenues is the fact that they are only buy based avenues to put it in simple terms is you can only make money when you buy okay so in other avenues outside of tanzania you can make money when you buy and you can make money when you sell so even in a struggling economy you can still make money but when you have a struggling economy in tanzania that means your bonds are going down or under so that is also a, a limitation that i believe you know the ones in power are working upon creating more avenues of uh, a tanzanian to invest more and play around with their capital as we talked before there's no any kind of investment that has no risk that's Definitely. why it's investing but when it comes to tanzania and when it comes to bonds i've seen the government sells bonds you say there are corporate bonds and government bonds and what people don't understand is buying a bond is you are actually loaning money to the government and then expecting that when the government prints money in the future they will give you a share of that money i don't know it might be 10% 15% depending on the amount of time but the government is the one that guarantees you that return do you think that that kind of investment in bonds has no risk at all yes so as you said in investing there is no such thing as no risk but there is an issue of a safety landing hence the reason why bonds are a favorite 
to a lot of people who are not risk, uh, who are risk averse, if I'm to say. So, when we look at the history in in investing, not only in Tanzania, worldwide, yes, there are times when the government has come to in other countries. I believe in Japan, if I'm not mistaken, uh, reaches a time when now the government cannot uh, come to terms into providing those returns. But this is a catastrophic event. It happens like once in a century or something. Hence the reason why we sort of rub the issue of investing in bonds as a risk-free investment. Even uh, companies like <coughs> UTT Amis, they, they provide such investment avenues where you, your capital is fully protected. So like when you say it's fully protected, do you mean it's 100% protected? Because as far as, I, as far as I know, even if you save your money in the bank, and just wake up tomorrow, your bank tells you, yo, the money that you put in, we don't have it. So do you think it's 100% protected? Yes, so, so it's a way that uh, that fund is structured. So the way that fund is structured, which I don't want to go into detail, but the way the fund is structured, it protects your capital in all these avenues. Yeah, in all these, uh, you know, risk liabilities that could, could be imposed into into that fund. So a lot of people, when they're investing, they expect very immediate returns. Someone is investing today and, and he or she expects in a week, in a month, he has gotten his return on investment without knowing that there are investments that take very long time such as maybe investing in real estate you know someone can put their money down today and expect to get it back in 10 years so what advice do you have for this kind of people who think about short term when investing or well, in a nutshell I would, I would advise them not to invest <clears throat> because if if you want to invest you have to be ready to be patient so as you say, people who invest in real estate they have a 10-year span. People who invest in um, bonds have some even up to 15 years to 20 years to really accumulate that the, the return of investment. So if you don't have the patience, don't invest. You're, you're not ready to, to participate as an investor. You should open a business that can provide sales to directly to customers. I believe that's what uh, would you know work well in terms of a person who doesn't have patience oh so what you just said it reminded me of the you know there's one guy who is considered to be the greatest investor of our lifetime you know you know you, we all know him he's warren buffett yeah. you know i was studying warren buffett and i noticed that 90 percent of his wealth was made after he turned 50 years old so the rest 10 percent was made from when he started like he started when he was a teenager actually when he was 50 he only made 10 percent of what he had so that just shows you the importance of time in the market that high returns compound in the long run not in the immediate short run Although yes, yes. there are some investments that can skyrocket in the short term, but it's, it's a very but the, the risk is the risk involved is huge also. So I mean the Warren Buffett story is, is a good one, and 
<clears throat> I for one, I wouldn't start investing if I had like <laughs> I have to wait till 50 <laughs> to make money. But there, Warren Buffett's investment plan or technique or strategy is very very long term. The investment assets that you can participate on that can provide good returns in a year's time can provide good returns in three years yeah so i thought it's it's good to just put that out there because to help the person who is looking for a yearly investment not to think that they can only make money after waiting 50 years and also why do you think uh, diversification is important when investing do you advise someone to invest in just one thing or to diversify different stuffs nice question uh yes diversification is very important with our current market conditions with whatever the hell is happening in the world at the moment diversification is very important not only in investing actually even in opening a business uh it is proper for a person to open maybe a head office in a certain region do registration in another region taxation in another region so so that when there is a catastrophic event in one of them you can still move around with your business so diversification help to helps to reduce risk hence the reason why there's you know investment products like indices for example the us 30 so what the us 30 does is it is an index that collects pricing data of 30 most performing us companies and it is bundled up to create one one share price that one person can can purchase what this does is instead of me just betting on the fact that um tesla will perform this year and it doesn't perform then i'll lose but for me just betting on the fact that within these 30 companies let me buy the stock of uh, the us 30 and even if there's two companies that are really underperforming they will still be brought you know in a good price hence the reason why most people run to that because it has that element of diversification okay you know i've heard a lot of such kind of investments i've heard of uh, the s p 500 and now you're talking about the us 30 so we're in tanzania yeah so realistically how can someone in tanzania invest in those kind of stuff because i personally don't know how to all right so for for tanzania it's really hard to invest in those stuff because uh, we don't really have the regulations for for doing so but i said that uh, we the capital market has given access to a local investor to participate in east african communities and Saudi communities where there are funds you know start, they, let's talk about the kenyan market the kenyan market is well developed it helps a person to even have access to such stocks or markets so there are fund managers that are in kenya there are fund managers that are in you know east africa that can provide or simply have access to to such markets okay so you can simply invest in a fund and that is where you can access those markets at the moment that is the way but i believe uh, in the near future we're definitely going to reach there because when you look at the strategic plan for capital markets from 2018 it was said by that by 2022 we're supposed to have an open capital account but we have managed to open to east africa community and sadek so 
possibly in the in the near future we're going to have more access you talked about trading um so i'm actually interested in why have you been more active in currency trading than stocks and all the others yes so when you remember when i as i said i started trading when i was in um, my first year and back in the day i looked i was very interested in investing investing in stocks okay after watching the wolf of wall street you know you have all that drive so now when you look at areas where you would want to invest in the barriers of entries are huge i didn't have the the capital nor the proper information or techniques to to you know emerge or mess into my my trading strategies so that led me to go into the the asset class that will give me returns but also it is easier for me to access that's the reason why i went into currency trading more famously known as forex trading yeah but at the moment we have we have we have developed into so within that journey i've developed into knowing the the east african market knowing uh, the tanzanian securities market yes so we participate in all that as breva and Lacosa Group, what are some investment trends or opportunities that you're currently looking at that are actually interesting? Okay, so for me, I was, <clears throat> if that question was asked to me, you know, two, three years ago, I would definitely have dropped in a crypto asset. But at the moment, I'm not even applying that into my portfolio, given the fact that it doesn't have an intrinsic value. So we're basically based more on assets that are shying away from the US dollar. Not that the US dollar does not still retain its global reserve, you know, currency, but it's because the US dollar is still very volatile, fluctuating. So it is not an asset that we go towards the most. So we share away from assets that are related to the USD. That is what again I can say on that. Talk about the markets. So what methods do you guys use to assess your portfolios? All right, so we basically assess them in terms of uh, institutional order basis. What I mean is, I don't want to sound too technical, but this is simply sitting down on a screen and viewing numbers. So there is, an, there is a platform or a terminal that provides numbers or data all over, all around the world, known as a QuickBook. So these data an order book, sorry. So these data, you can analyze them. So as you can know, areas where retail traders are participating more and institutional traders are not. So that is where we take advantage. Areas where we know for a fact that institutional orders would have to come to rescue. So let me just put it in, in simple context. When you're dealing with buying and selling, there are areas when, when there is a time, uh, an iPhone maybe, mm? it's sold at five, $500, but it's only one iPhone in the 100 buyers. That iPhone could jump into price because now this person sees it has all these uh, buyers that want to buy that same iPhone, the same iPhone for $500. So what an institute can do to make sure that demand and supply are met in, the, in between they can chip in to produce more iPhones, okay? Let's put that into trading aspect. There are times when a currency asset is very, very favorable to buyers. 
So a lot of people enter as buy as buyers. Hence the reason why putting in a lot of buying orders and most of them being retail traders. So at the end of the day, remember you're using a broker who is going now to match these buying orders because you can't buy something that is not sold. So hence the reason why institutions now would come to the rescue to put in huge sums of selling orders. So that is where we now take advantage. Okay. And you talk about the investment part. For people like me, uh, who invested $50 into Dogecoin and started with $50. <laughs> yeah. What advice do you have for someone who likes to invest into something that has blew up already? Because Musa used to tell me, when you see something that has blew up already, don't invest. So what do you advise for the people that see Bitcoin growing, that right now is trending, they would invest a lot of money into it? I would advise them to listen to Musa more. So. <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's the same advice i would give you if you see something booming you shy away from it mm. you know it's because most of the time you make profit when you buy not when you sell so you have to make sure like when you're buying you have to buy a discounted price and most people you talked about bitcoin you talked about dogecoin most people come to see this kind of investments when they're already too late when mm. it's already on the bull market yeah so there's something called like fear of missing out so most people have that fear so the fear causes them to buy when the prices are high you know what goes up must come down so the people who makes money are the ones that buy when the price prices are low they're the saying that you have to buy when there's bloods in the streets like yeah when everyone is selling when everyone is scared when everyone is fearful that's when you have to be greedy definitely yeah and when you see now everyone is turning greedy that's when you have to dump everything that you have and wait patience is key and wait yeah, definitely until the market goes down somewhere. again so yeah that's my personal strategy for the people that experience are this as Musa said earlier this is not financial advice this is strictly just us talking and discussing the world of investment, trading, and Breva, as I said earlier, famously known as the biggest forex trader in the market. Thank you, bro. You started doing this when you were in school. And I'm sure sometimes, you know, when we were in school, we see a lot of people doing other stuff and you're like, let me just try this. You decided to go for trading. Everyone knows you as the biggest trader in Tanzania. But if you're not a trader, what could you be doing? Could you be in the streets hustling? Could you own <laughs> different companies? What could you be doing? uh well um okay i have uh, i have a degree in economics and statistics i've done a masters in international business entrepreneurship so you can see all all things that i've been doing or studying are all channeled in channeled into investing so i, I really didn't didn't have any sort of safety net that i would you know i felt like i would jump into that my parents uh insisted a lot into having you know this shop this shop that shop and so I'm, I'm i'm happy to have been fortunate enough to have you know parents who really wanted you to move forward but you should know that if you have something that you're really aiming to to achieve you just do it regardless of of anything so that is what i did i stuck into trading all my studies as i said my my bachelor's degree my uh, masters in uk i did all that because of 
trading and at the moment i'm happy to have finished the certificate to become a certified investment advisor by cmsa so i really didn't have any other choice no. yeah how does black concert group stay informed of the new regulations that happen every day in the investment landscape well uh, the regulations are always um placed out so if you go into the capital markets website you can get all the regulations the new regulations and the ones that are old so it's just the issue of us being you know compliant in terms of knowing what the new regulations are and in fact there are new regulations that just came in so it's just the issue of us being compliant as a company and that is exactly what we do not because we we are mandated to do so but because we really care about being on top of our stuff so let's talk about technology you know technology has been advancing real fast and we have seen for example just let's say 10 years ago people used to hire pilots to shoot those aerial view videos or photos but right now pilots have lost their jobs people are using drones for example another example you know when we started our podcast we used to edit cut cut ourselves and then we came out and found autopod that can edit your podcast for you we used to research on google we used to research on youtube let's say but right now we just go and use ChatGPT. so technology has shortened the time and has eased our job so when it comes to trading specifically and managing portfolio what kind of new technologies or artificial intelligence do you use in terms of making your job more easier nice so yes we, we do incorporate um technology or ais into our system uh areas where we have incorporated that is in the risk parameters of the portfolio so in short the, what it does is it provides a safety mode in case there is a catastrophic event and this is a, a plan for for the company that in case there's an event where a company cannot do anything about it me as a trader i cannot do anything about it or even the broker cannot do anything about it so that is where now the ai comes in play where now it it manages risk another way that you can manage risk is uh in terms of breaking even on trades which now this for those uh, who do not understand the terms is this simply helps you to enter into a trade but in case you are not around the ai can help you uh put a break-even order where if the trade now doesn't go and in accordance to your terms it can just simply close itself at a zero loss or zero profit so another area we we use is in incorporating data in journaling the trades yes so there is uh applications uh you can use like track effects those help help you to journal your trades very well and uh, this is one of the key aspects as a trader of any of any financial asset to have or to use in order for you to develop and talking about new technologies there's something that i came across the other day you know right now a lot of jobs humans are being replaced by robots we have seen this in different kinds of industries so one day i was on instagram and i saw this guy he was actually claiming that he has a forex trading robot that he can sell you a robot 
and the robot can press trades for you, can take profits for you, and make money for you. I don't know why why is he selling it. Oh, so maybe he could have just kept it for himself, but he's selling it for like three hundred dollars. So why do you what do you think about those kind of forex trading robots? First, you shouldn't never never purchase those things because they they need to first be regulated. You know, you don't even know if the the robot has because. What a robot does is it, it makes its, its own advancements, right? It makes its own advancements. So that means the robot needed to have extensive data, not even a yearly data, two or three or five years data. And now when you notice that these people come in with robots, given the fact that AI is starting to boom within this, you know, one or this year, that is when it started to really boom. And all these robots are coming out you should know that most of these robots are not very well fed when it comes to data hence the reason why they cannot be competent so run away from someone doing that huh? now for our listeners who are looking to get started with an investment firm what advice would you give them to prepare for the first meeting with a portfolio manager well first is uh to sit down and assess the amount of money they're willing to lose and second is to ask for regulatory status of that investment firm yes and third simply listen to them and after that do not take advice because of what you've been told it's because of what you've been you've researched so if that research corresponds very well with uh, what your investment advisor said and, and at the moment we have access to a lot of data even you see uh musa musa here has a huge extensive knowledge in terms of investing like as if it's certified so data data is present yeah yeah adding into that uh, i would also suggest that you know investing from what i know is investing is for the rich you cannot be poor and think about investing you cannot invest money that you have saved for food so before you invest just make sure let's say you have your emergency fund set you have money for your daily activities and then the amount that's left that's what you can invest because you cannot just invest today and then tomorrow expect okay i'm gonna take it out and go and buy groceries it won't work for you but what i know is investing is what makes the rich richer and the poor poorer to end this episode where do you see Black Concept Group in the, f- for the future? Do you have any proper plans you'd like to share with us or is it something we should come and see? Uh, where I see Black Concept going is, at the moment, as I said, we're, we're only dealing with providing education to cover the issue of information gap. And we have started an, an initiative known as Chatting the Future with Black Concept where we've tried to partner with a, a broker a CMSA, a CMA, sorry, CMA licensed broker in Kenya called uh, Xfinity Group, FXTM, famously known as the trading name of FXTM. Why so? It's because, you know, you can't trade without a broker. So a broker is an essential part to anyone who wants to invest. And uh, from there now, we are looking to go further into an aspect of becoming a fund manager in the future when the capital markets of Tanzania have actually developed uh, to acquire that and at the moment it's strategic because we really do not need the systems of being a fund manager 
And uh, after that, we're aiming to become an investment bank by 2030. So that is simply the roadmap of the company. I really liked when you said you have a broker who is licensed by CMA. CMA of Kenya, yeah. Yeah, because I was once scammed by a broker. You know, I just found a broker from South Africa and I tried to put my money inside. And then the broker ran away my money. You know, that, that was a very big risk. <laughs> it was not a calculated yeah. risk. Yeah, yeah, it was not calculated at all. Yeah. But I didn't have proper knowledge. So when he said there is a broker that is satisfied, at least it can protect your investment when you do that. Yes, definitely. Whether be it you want to participate in East Africa or even in the Tanzanian market, don't let anyone tell you that they are taking your money to invest it for you if they do not have a license directly from capital markets. And uh, there is no one who is taking someone's money to invest in forex trading. That's not, that's not allowed because the regulations are not yet in play. So yeah, if you're looking to invest, make sure you, you work with a licensed broker. That's the only way you can at least be sure of, of your money because these guys, when they go for the, for the licenses, they have all these requirements they need to fill. One of them is uh, having a liquidity provider. So like in Kenya, you have to have, for a broker to be there, they need to have almost 3 million USDs in a, in a liquidity provider's account in case of a catastrophic event, meaning all its clients can be compensated in a, in a well manner. Yeah. So you talked about a movie that really inspired you to be a trader. You talked about Wolf of Wall Street. It's actually a very nice movie. I recommend for everyone to watch that has interests in trading and investing. So people love movies. So what other movies can you give to our audience that they can watch about investing? Okay, well, I've watched a lot of movies, but uh, the, the two that I would recommend is definitely The Wolf of Wall Street. It shows you how you know one can be resilient in times when everything seems to be off in the market. And the other movie is The Big Shot. That's the perfect movie you can watch. You can get to understand how banks can create investment products that at the end of the day, they're the ones that led to the economic crash in 2007. So you can get to understand that, you know, the finance industry is a very flexible industry. It's an industry where you can make a lot of money when you actually sit down, you know, do your research and bring one and two together. So the big shot will, will give you that sort of motivation that you need. That was Breva, guys. We shot it here at Black Concept Group. If you guys want to learn more about Breva, make sure you guys follow him. His Instagram will be on the description. And make sure you guys stay tuned for the next episode. Also, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs>